Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1618. Weight Tracker, Why I Ditched the Scale for Good, and You Can Too, part one by Crystal Cargus of crystalcargus.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your very own personal narrator. Hey there, happy Saturday, and welcome to another edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I read some of the best blogs covering health and fitness, just like an audiobook, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. Now, don't forget, we have a bunch of shows where we narrate blogs for you. Just search for Optimal Living Daily to find all of them. Now, today's post is a bit longer than what I typically narrate, so whenever this happens, I read the first half today and then finish it up for you tomorrow. So with that, let's get right to part one as we optimize your life. Weight Tracker, Why I Ditched the Scale for Good, and You Can Too, part one by Crystal Cargus of crystalcargus.com. I was first introduced to the scale in elementary school. It was an old-fashioned manual scale that stood tall in our hallway. I never thought much of it until I realized what it measured about myself. I remember stepping on it for the first time and figuring out how to jerry-rig the pieces to get it to tell me how much I weighed. While I don't recall the specific number, I do remember thinking that I needed to make that number shrink, thus beginning my destructive relationship and downward spiral with the scale. High school was the first time I actively began dieting. With prom just a couple of months away, I decided it was time to slim down to fit into my outfit. I bought Slim Fast and Detox Teas from the supermarket and was ready to jump on the dieting bandwagon in the name of health and thinness. The measure of my success? The scale, of course. At that point, I upgraded to a digital scale that could easily be hidden under the confines of my bed. Every morning before showering, eating, or drinking anything, I whipped it out and waited for the flashing numbers to show me the progress I made or didn't make. It became a competition with myself, a ritual determining the course of my day. You see, if I stepped on the scale and didn't see that number had dropped, I punished myself by eating less that day or exercising more. Even when I did see the number go down, it was never enough. Seeing a lower weight on the scale only pushed me to further rigidity with eating and exercise. When my parents started to become aware of what I was dealing with, they moved quickly to get rid of any scales in the house, but it didn't matter. I started driving to the gym just to weigh myself in the locker room first thing in the morning. I had to have a way of knowing what I would be allowed to eat or not eat during the course of my day. It became a vicious cycle that quickly escalated into a full-blown eating disorder. 
lasting from my late teens and into my early 20s. Recovering from my eating disorder was a grueling battle, which required the unlearning of so many things I thought to be true of myself and my worth. While eating disorders are the culmination of many complex factors working together to create the perfect storm, I see the subtle role the scale had in how I began to measure my worth and value. A major turning point in my healing journey with food and my body began with eliminating my scale. At first, the thought of not having it was terrifying. It had become so ingrained into my routine and food rules that I couldn't even imagine functioning without it. But once it was gone, I began to realize just how much of my precious mental space it had taken up. When I started focusing on feeding my body, regardless of what I weighed or without a scale to dictate my day, I understood just how much power I'd allowed it to have over my life. Without weighing myself daily, I was so much freer to actually listen to what my body needed without allowing an arbitrary number dictate my health or my worth. Ditching diet culture one scale at a time. I'm thankful to have enjoyed freedom with food and peace in my body for over a decade now, but it wasn't always like this. Now more than ever, diet culture is rampant and is going after our kids at younger and younger ages. Through my own healing journey, I have a renewed passion to support those also finding freedom with food in their bodies to live life to the fullest and not lose precious moments to diet culture. While challenging the magnitude of diet culture is overwhelming in itself, it comes down to the small steps, the things you can do today to reshape the way you feel about food and your body. For me, that small step was doing away with my scale for good. For too long, I let it dictate how I felt about my body or the way I should feed myself during the course of the day. It was a vicious battle I was never going to win because no matter what the number on the scale said, it was never good enough. I gave it up because I wanted to stop obsessing over my weight and body size. I wanted to enjoy food freely without needing permission from the scale to eat. I didn't want to feel like I had to punish my body unnecessarily because of the numbers reflected back at me. I didn't want to be a slave to a number anymore. And honestly, I didn't realize how much of my life it had taken over until I let it go and stopped weighing myself every day. It's crazy that something so small and insignificant can take up so much space and brain power. But the best realization is understanding how you can take that power back simply by not allowing it to be part of your life anymore. Getting rid of my scale was one of the best decisions I made for my food and body healing journey. Now as a parent of five kids, I can't imagine living with a scale in our home. When we decided to grow our family, I knew I didn't want to drag my kids through my own food and body image issues. I didn't want the negative behaviors I lived with for so long to recycle to them. And it started with a small but powerful step forward, a commitment to letting go of the things that kept me in bondage for so long. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled Weight Tracker, Why I Ditched the Scale for Good, and You Can Too, by Crystal Cargus of crystalcargus.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree 
Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. What we've learned from a number of published studies is that one or two days of overeating is likely not gonna make a difference on body weight over the long term. That is, unless we let it. I'll explain. Say someone was good about planning their meals during the work week. So, Monday through Friday, their lunches and dinners were well-planned and balanced, and they stuck to it. So they followed this plan and everything went smoothly. Then the weekend came along. There was no plan. Meals were skipped. Dinners were the largest meal of the day and were usually a not-so-balanced restaurant meal. Does this now mean that all of that hard work that took place Monday through Friday is now lost? No. Unless we let those two weekend days where we let loose cause us to completely go off track the following week, and the week after that, and the week after that. But if instead we tell ourselves, hey, I enjoyed myself those last two days, but I'm back to planning my meals for this upcoming week, then that's all that matters. And you'll find that over time, if you were to weigh yourself, that number on the scale probably didn't change over the course of those two weeks anyways. All right, that'll do it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing this show with someone. Sharing the show is one of the best things you can do to keep this going. So I appreciate you doing that. Don't forget, I'll be back here tomorrow to finish up this post. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.